Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Progressive Gentleman Podcast. We are your hosts, Matt and Dan. And as always, thanks for the support and for taking the time to listen to us nerd out about music. Uh, this is episode four, and it's going to be another general transmission episode. Uh, if you don't remember, in these episodes, we talk about what's going on recently in the world of heavy and progressive music, things like recent news, new music, new tours, and as well, uh, things like what we've been jamming recently, what we've been listening to. I think that's a good place to start. So, uh, Matt, uh, what have you been listening to lately? Uh, for me, I've been kind of getting pumped for the Spirit Box Under Oath uh, show that we you know talked about last episode, maybe I think a couple so, yeah. ago. Um, so I've been listening to all the bands. Just I haven't really listened to much of Stray from the Path or or Bad Omens. Um, so I've been kind of listening to uh, just kind of putting them on shuffle. So I don't really know the song names or or anything. Just trying to get a feel for their sound and you know listen to them a little more. So Stray from the Path uh, is probably one of the things that one of the bands I've been listening to the most, uh, I, I enjoy them a, uh, quite a bit. So I'm excited to, to see them. Bad Omens. Um, I listened to them a little bit, but I haven't, I haven't gotten into them too much. And I know they like, they had a new album come out, which we'll, we'll talk about a little later. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I haven't listened to to much. And that was another one that I, I just kind of put them on shuffle to just get a feel for their sound. And I'm kind of excited actually to be surprised by both bands whenever we see them. Um, under Oath as well, you know, the headliner, uh, just listening to getting pumped for, for their stuff. Um, still really rocking the, uh, the fit for an autopsy. Oh, what the future holds. Um, so yeah, far. You're a big fan of that. I think that's going to yeah. be probably on your album of the year list at the end of the year. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's for now, it's still, still staying at the top. Um, you know, it's maybe, early. yeah, it is still early. We're, we're only in March, so um definitely room for someone to surpass but right now they're the the contender um and then acacia strain uh slow decay which is their album from two years ago um i think just from listening to fit for an autopsy they have a kind of similar sound um i honestly don't know what made me think about it but i was just like i haven't listened to that album in a little while i'm gonna go back and listen um and then uh one of my friends put i saw uh, arch spire they had an album come out last year and I had never listened to them before, but I, him and I have some, some overlap in music taste. So I always like to check out the things that he recommends and, uh, they, their album bleed the future. I was listening to, uh, uh, pretty heavy and, and pretty awesome. Nice. Uh, if you like heavy stuff. So. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, so to roll into what I've been listening to, um, I I kind of put it on myself to try to dive into a band that I've never really been able to get into, <laughs> um, and that's Dance Gavin Dance. Um, I know a lot of people who I really respect their their music opinions. Um, really, really love Dance Gavin Dance, and I've just never been able to get into them. So, give it I, yourself, giving it a shot. Since a since the last episode, I have listened to Dance Gavin Dance's entire discography <laughs> uh, from the beginning to the end, and uh, I'd love to say that all. Oh, now I'm the biggest Dance Gavin <laughs> Dance fan ever. Um, I I liked more of their stuff than I thought. I I started a playlist at the beginning, and I just started dropping songs that I liked in there, especially since they just announced a tour, which we'll talk about later. Um, that I have tickets for. So I just really wanted to have more songs sort of in my repertoire that I've listened to that I enjoy. So now I have that yeah. playlist to kind of listen to. And honestly, maybe listening to that will 
you know, expand my taste and I'll start listening to more stuff in their discography as well. But yeah, I, Dance Gavin Dance. I was surprised actually as you were kind of like updating me while you were listening to their discography. I was surprised at some of the, the ratings like because yeah. I know what your your stance was <laughs> that you weren't the hugest fan of them. So I was kind of surprised to see like how high you ranked them. Yeah, um, I'm, so I'm it does seem a... like they, they grew on you at least a little bit. You know, <laughs> you may not be the biggest fan, but they definitely right. seemed... Like they're higher up there than they yeah. were. I, I go pretty hard with with rating albums. I'm I'm very like meticulous. Um, my system is kind of insane. So uh, yeah, they they got they got some pretty decently high high ratings as as it relates to my system. But um, which I would explain, but I would sound like a psychopath. So I'm not going to do that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, they they I like them more than I thought they would. More than I thought I would. Um, and. Yeah, so that's one thing I've been listening to. Another uh, under oath, I kind of put a playlist together for the set list for that tour. Yeah, We're that was go what to... I was listening to. Yeah. Actually, you, you put that together, so I was just so, like, oh, well, I'll just watch or listen to their their set. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to kind of revisit a lot of that stuff. I was a big under oath fan. Uh, They're only chasing safety is one of my probably yeah. most iconic records for me. Uh, that that period of my life. So, um, jamming them. Um, Caligula's Horse. Uh, I don't know um, how many people out there listen to Caligula's Horse. Uh, If you don't, you need to. Um, In particular, I was jamming In Contact, which was their record that came out probably, what, 2016, 2017, somewhere in there. Like the one before their newest. Yeah, yeah. And uh, In in Bloom as well, which is another great record. Um, So definitely check those out. And their new album is really good too. It is good. The t- uh, what's it called? Tempest. The Tempest. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like my favorite track on that. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 good. Um, and then what I've been jamming the most like this past week uh, is Darkest Hours Deliver Us record. Uh, that's another Throwback. one of my most iconic records. Um, if you've not jammed that before, definitely do. Um, it was produced by Devin Townsend. So if you're a Devin Townsend fan, I couldn't uh, believe that. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah, he, he actually uh, has some guitar features on that record as well. So um, wow, just the the guitar on that album is just way ahead of its time, in my opinion. Every song on that record is like I can start that record from the beginning and just listen to it the whole way through and jammed every song so i need to go back i haven't listened to it in in a while but now i'm curious to go back and listen and see if i can pick up the like any devin townsend influences and like (laughs) where he's playing because just like from in my head i'm listening to the you know i'm playing the tracks in my head i'm like i don't hear any devin townsend in there people focus on like the two big ones right uh doomsayer and and, uh demons yeah which are like the two that gained sort of traction with that like scene but uh Songs like Tunguska and uh, Fire in the Skies and stuff like that. They're just there's so many good songs on that record that uh, if you've not really given that a thorough listen or maybe you've never heard of Darkest Hour, that's definitely their best record. And uh, yeah. you, you should check it out for sure. I like Undoing Ruin as well. Um, I mean, there's only maybe like two or three tracks that are like really, really good. And then the rest to me, like they're... They're good, but I don't. They're not like noteworthy, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's how I feel about most Darkest Hour records. Uh, Human Romance is a good record as well. I, it's just there's just a handful of songs that I vibe with, and then everything else is just kind of like middle of the road. But yeah, they're they're like consistently good. They're not bad. It's just like there's some songs in there that's like 
Oh, I don't. I kind of don't remember this song or whatever. Um, but yeah, I feel I, like I can always go back to Deliver Us. Though, yeah. Anytime that record comes on, I'm like, well, now I have to sit here and listen to this whole album. So yeah, that's just how I feel about that record. I need just like you did with Dance Gavin Dance. Now I kind of want to do that with with Darkest Hour and listen to their whole discography because <laughs> I don't think aside from Deliver Us and Undoing Ruin, I don't know that I've listened to any of their their other albums. And I was looking the other day and I saw they have several that. I didn't know they even put out. So yeah, I, I think like initially fun... <laughs> what grabbed me to that record, cause I wasn't really listening to darkest hour that much until that record, um, was the artwork. Actually, I think we've talked about artwork before quite a, quite a bit about <laughs> yeah. like that grabbing us, but the guy that did the artwork for that record did, uh, all or most of Baroness's records. Oh really? I thought, and... um, isn't the singer from Baroness do, the artwork for them? Maybe it maybe it is. I don't know. I just I, I saw that uh whenever I was digging more into Darkest Hours discography. Yeah. Just in like because huh. I when I knew that Devin Townsend did that and a while a while back, some I might have even been on like their fa- Darkest Hours Facebook page or something. Yeah. They posted like a list of features that they've had throughout their like career discography or whatever, and there were some big names. Like for some reason, and don't quote me on this, I could very well be wrong. <laughs> Like, I feel like I saw like Tosin Abasi in there, like, wow, like really? big names. And, and, uh, that's kind of like led me down a rabbit hole. And, and that's when I saw that the person who does like Baronesses, and you can tell just by looking at the artwork on Deliver Us that it looks like a Baroness record. Yeah. Even if it's not the same artist necessarily, it's definitely got the same sort of like art inspiration. Like it has a, a lot of similarities. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I we're gonna talk. We'll probably end up talking about Deliver Us on a on a episode in the future whenever we talk about like iconic records or something like that because that's yeah that always I always come back to that record. Yeah, if we end up doing like both of us go through and do the discography thing too, we'll have we could oh yeah we, we could, could make just that do an a darkest hour episode. <laughs> the darkest hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Prague, but Devin Townsend did. Uh, yeah, so it's it did produce it. Still so counts. It's it's in that it's in that <laughs> arena. Yeah, but we started talking about this a little bit, um, and we're just going to transition into news now. So we were talking about how we were listening to Stray from the Path and Under Oath and Bad Omens, and the other band on that tour is Spirit Box. And uh, yeah, I don't know how I managed. To, it's like <laughs> your your thing with with Coheed mentioning it every episode. Like Spirit Box, I, f- I feel like is the band that I've talked to every about every episode, and I didn't this time, despite the fact that. They're the band I'm most excited to see on this tour. Yeah, same. And and that's what made me a little nervous about this piece of news. So uh, a few days ago from when we're recording this, I guess what, like five, six days ago. Um, yeah, about that. Somebody or multiple people, it wasn't, they weren't specific um, in the Spirit Box camp came down with uh, COVID-19. And that kind of put a halt on uh, on them participating in the tour um, for a series of shows, I want to say, I don't know, maybe three shows. I know they got denied entry into Canada. Um, so they had to move the Toronto date, which was nice to see that they didn't just outright cancel it. Yeah, um, they did move that show. So hopefully a lot of the people that got tickets to that one uh, will be able to go to the new date. But as we sit here and record this, they're actually back um Woo-hoo. tonight in cleveland um so they're they're back on tour which is great news for us because we're seeing them in three days <laughs> yeah so i was, was when when you told me about that news i didn't see it so i was like there's no way that's real this can't be real and just kind of doing the math in my head of like okay well 
if it's about like a five to seven day, right. depending on vaccination status and everything, yeah. which, you know, I know like the venues they're playing require vaccination, like for out here. So yep. I assume that the band would also be required to, um, so when when that when I saw that I was like okay well they should be good in like five to seven days and like I mean selfishly I'm like God I hope they play but you know obviously I, I want them to recover and right. rest up and you know if they don't feel well I don't want them like forcing themselves like killing themselves to for sure I, play I, I res- a show I respect the hell out of what they did I mean you know sort of putting the health of everybody on tour the other bands the staff at the venues and the you know the fans attending sort of putting the health ahead of you know just the desire to want to go out there and perform and i mean it's their job too they're getting paid to do this stuff so um you know i I really respect what they did there um and i I think that's that's really uh that's definitely the whole like the COVID thing is like them taking the hit for like people aren't going to shows as much and then if they do get COVID, like you know sitting out shows so they're obviously losing out like fans may not show up or ask for refund because the band that they wanted to go C is not there and stuff. So, you know, there's definitely a lot riding on that. And then on top of that, you got like the gas prices that they have for right. traveling across the, the U S and stuff. Like it's just a kind of a combo and it makes you, I mean, at least for me, it makes me feel awful about the situation that bands yeah. are in and especially like, I want to support you in any yeah. way I can. And I, f- I do feel for the, the fans, um, in this situation for the, like the Minneapolis show where it got announced sort of just a few hours ahead of that show that they weren't going to be performing. Um, I did see sort of in some of the, the fan groups and just the community that, you know, some people drove a pretty good length specifically to see spirit box in that show and they weren't going to be performing. So, you know, that that does suck, but at the same time, you know, you got to respect what, you know, what they did there. Yeah. And it's not like they can, that, you know, they can help that, this happened. So I would hope that people, and I know not everybody can, right. <laughs> you know, give them the, the benefit of the doubt and like cares about their well being. But I would hope the overwhelming majority of fans of the band would care and, you know, just want to see that they're, you know, going to recover and be back to a hundred percent and yeah and stuff. Whether you like it or not, or whether you agree with it or not, you, you got to respect what they did. And that's, that's, that's how I look at it. But. Yeah. Uh, so moving on from that, um, another, yeah, this piece is, of news. uh, we got some, yeah, some, some dour news after yeah, dour news. I don't understand, you know, since we started this podcast, bands just have been having problems. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't take blame for it, but, um, <laughs> Deftones, <laughs> um, and their bass player, Sergio Vega, uh, they parted ways. Um, apparently there was some, some stuff that was going down for years, I guess, where the band was not sort of recognizing him as an official member. Like they were kind of outcasting him a little bit. Yeah. I saw, I read like a brief article. I don't know if it was on metal sucks or Loudwire or something, but I saw something about there was like a photo that was taken and he wasn't included in it and stuff. So he felt kind of like slighted and was like, obviously I don't have room for growth in this band. I feel like if you if that's the scenario, you know, that's that's never the only like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. There's always some. And, and if he's citing, you know, I've been in this band for 12 years and I've been a part of all these records and all these tours and, you know, blood, sweat and tears. And, you know, oh, there's a photo and now I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm done. That's that's it. Like, yeah, it's, it's probably clearly... like the straw that broke the camel's back. Kinda, right. Kind of deal. Not 
not that's the sole reason that happened. And also, I know sometimes those articles can be kind of clickbaity and yeah. feed into it. Like I, I remember reading a couple of weeks ago, there was like something about with like the, the Russia Ukraine conflict going on that it was, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Alex from, uh, Oh, Alex terrible. Yeah. From, yeah there was like, prevail. Oh, he supports the, he supports Russia in the war and stuff. And he's like, no. Well, like, yeah, he originally came out. They originally made it. This is kind of a switch up here. But yeah, they, they originally yes, came out and sort of to. sort of made a statement where um, they were like, we're neutral. And the, they were just like, we don't we don't agree with war, but, you know, we don't want to do get into politics. But yeah. then I know he then came out and made a statement like saying that you know what's happening is terrible and you know he supports yeah. the you know i feel like it was Ukraine partly because, to a degree yeah yeah i feel like it was partly because the article like flared people up being like oh you you support this and he was just like i think initially was just trying to like avoid this type of thing right. but because I mean, and you figure you know you're a band based in russia during this horrible horrible situation you know, but you still probably want to be able to go back and perform in Russia, yes. assuming that there's going to be, you know, a post conflict yeah. situation, um, which, you know, hopefully yeah, <laughs> if there's yeah, not. Definitely. We're all kind of more screwed than, than you know, the, yeah, have, have worse things to think about. Yeah, sorry, but, I kind um, of uh, kind of sidetracked no, you're good, you're us good. there from but, just uh, kind of, you know, the but the so whole. like I, I think, you know, the the media and, you know, outlets and stuff like that that's just such a it's such a hot button topic that like anything clickbaity they can throw out there to just yeah. get, to get traffic is is they're gonna do that so I, I do think their initial comment was sort of just an attempt to like say war is always bad we just don't want to talk about politics was sort of just an attempt to like stay in the middle to be able to go back and still perform in their home country which i'm not saying is the right thing to do i'm not saying it's the wrong thing yeah. to do i'm just saying like i do think it was slightly blown out of proportion but it yeah. was good to see him come out and say like no what everyone's saying about us is bullshit like <laughs> yeah you know we think it's horrible what's happening right now so yeah and i think like similarly th this article probably was a little bit like yep he left because of this photo and i mean i admittedly didn't read like the entire article i just kind of kind of skimmed it and stuff because i mean i i listen to deftones and i like them but they're definitely not a band that i have on regular repeat and i'm listening to all the time so it was just kind of like it piqued my interest and then i read about it and i was like oh more band conflict and it's like that sucks and you know hopefully yeah he's able to find a band where he can grow in and right and stuff yeah but, and, and hopefully yeah both both parties are able to to still like trek on i mean deftones is deftones that's a huge name yeah, so yeah. <laughs> no matter who fills that role you know they're still going to be performing huge shows and selling out shows and continuing to make music and um but you know the one thing that came to mind for me whenever i was reading this and i'm just inferring i'm not like i'm not actually basing this on anything is like their original <laughs> bassist passed away back in 2013 he was in a car accident in like 2008 was in a coma for what's that five years and uh before he finally passed away so like my my thoughts were like maybe it was more of like a ceremonial thing like not announcing like here's our new official bass player like yeah like they didn't want to kind of you know give up on, right. on like, their so I, OG I just basis. i just don't uh 
I don't have any basis on that guess or that like yeah, just a... sort of opinion or whatever. But like, I mean, I don't know. I guess feelings get hurt and and any relationship and a band, you know, a band, a, you know, being band members, that's very much yeah, a you're relationship. Yeah, you're on a bus together yeah, driving so, around the U.S. or so, the whole world, depending right. on. So stuff happens. You can never know the whole story, no matter who's telling you their side. And uh, so, you know, hopefully both sides come out of this and continue to do what they love and you know it's it's a bummer that there's like not a ton of news in the world of uh of metal that i mean i'm sure there's there's plenty of news but not so much in the the world of prog and like the stuff that we had to talk about was yeah like Honest, downtrodden yeah honestly stuff. i mean that's that's what's dominating i mean not you know deftones and spear box but i mean what's what's dominating news right now is a lot more important than than yeah. music stuff so it's kind of makes sense yeah. yeah but let's go from that kind of stuff to to like new music you know yeah let's talk about... a happy note <laughs> new music's always good so uh let's talk about like full album releases first there's only a couple that that we're going to talk about here i know there's been there's been more but honestly i've not had an opportunity to dive head first and well mostly because i was listening to dance gavin dance's entire <laughs> yeah that's quite an undertaking um, <laughs> but uh but the first one I want to talk about, um, Bad Omens released a new record called The Death of Peace of Mind. Uh, I really probably only listened to this record because they're now on tour with Under Oath and Spirit Box. Yeah, I've, um, I've, I've, I definitely would have heard a few of their songs just because when I put them on shuffle, but I I don't know which ones were from the, the new album. Yeah, I, I, I listened to the entire record. Um and I kind of, so I'd listened to them whenever they were announced as support, uh, filling in for every time I die, which is the last time we had a talk we were talking about them breaking up. So RIP to them <laughs> again. Um, but whenever we found out that bad omens was filling in for them on this tour, I went and just played whatever their most popular songs were on Spotify and I didn't super vibe with them, but I didn't really give them a chance. So, um, when the new record came out, just a little bit ago, I gave them a, a much better chance. I sat down and actually listened to the record, tried to have an open mind and really kind of get something to say about it. And I didn't know how I was going to approach it. But uh, what I feel about Bad Omens is they're kind of in that new sect of metal where they almost approach the production as like the same way as like modern pop artists do. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of what I got from the the few the few tracks I listened to. It's like very produced. And there are other bands that do that. Um, some that come to mind are like Issues. Um, Sleep Token does that to a degree. Uh, yeah, Siamese does that. Um, you know they they sort of they they sort of walk that line while still incorporating you know f metal flavor into it. So there are a lot of songs on this record that gave me like Siamese sleep token vibes. There were some that gave me like Chevelle vibes, which was interesting. Huh. Um, so I kind of got like, like a slightly more metal than sleep token vibe. Also slightly more poppy produced than sleep token with some like Chevelle style vocals in there. 
Um, and then into like some kind of metal breakdown at the end. Like it was very interesting. And there were certain songs that had none of, well, or just like one of what I'm just saying, right? Like there are some songs that it was almost just an overproduced, like lo-fi hip hop beat the whole time. And it's like, somebody could be like rapping to this instead of whatever they're doing. Huh? So it it was very interesting. I'll need to, I I need to go and and listen to it the the whole way through and not just put it on shuffle play while I'm like doing dishes or <laughs> cleaning up. And, <laughs> and, the, and what I think something. this, this kind of opens up for a band like this is the ability to tour with an under oath and a, and a spirit box and a stray from the path, which is, it's going to be so weird to see stray from the path, do their thing, which if you've not listened to stray from the path, like a hardcore band, very, very modern, hardcore to go into bad omens, which is very like, you know, lo-fi pop, pop production meets kind of like modern metalcore ish um, to go to spirit box who does what they do to then it's, it's an interesting mix really um, this yeah. tour. So it's going to be interesting to see, but uh, the crowd will definitely be, I'm curious to see, I, I'm sure probably most people will be there for under oath. I mean, they're just like kind of that, but straight from the path is going to bring the hardcore crowd. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm sure because then, like you said, with Bad Omens being more more poppy, and I think if if I remember correctly, um, I remember them popping up on Octane. You know, it's yeah, kind of like the, the hard band, rock yeah. station. So I feel like they're kind of more like a radio friendly, approachable band that might have. They, like I said, they kind of have like Chevelle vibes at times, like that alternative rock sound meets yeah. like like I said that pop production stuff. So it's it's very much. Like it, they tread a lot of like I could see them on tour with Chevelle. I could huh. see them touring with a band like that. But and, you know, that's that's what I think, like their sound opens them up to be able to do is tour with these like, you know, modern metal bands, but then also go out and tour with, you know, a band op- open for a band like Chevelle even. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check that out because it, it sounds interesting, like the mix. I mean, I'm not there are certain songs that I was like, I can't listen to this at all. <laughs> but but there were songs where I was like, I, I mean, I. I put Sleep Token in my top 10 last year. I put Siamese in my top 10 last year. So there is a place, you know, in my music heart <laughs> yeah, for, for, for bands like this. It's just whenever you get to the just the whole song is overproduced yeah. is when I start to like, I don't know, like I, I've just now started to accept that type of production in, in music <laughs> in metal music and heavy music. So <laughs> I, I, I'm still limping in. So <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's definitely sometimes those, like, I like issues, but there are definitely songs that they have that's like, uh, it's a little, it's a little overproduced here. You can kind of, like, feel some, like, auto-tune vibes in, in the voice. I mean, he's got a really good voice. He does, but yeah. But there is definitely some production added to it, and sometimes you it kind of stands out. And I, I like their music, but I, f- I feel like I'll probably have a kind of similar outlook on on. Sometimes it just feels like they're trying too hard to be mainstream, like which that's a weird like topic <laughs> yeah. to throw out because then it sounds like you're a snob. And I'm I'm not trying like to come off that way thing. either, because I enjoy a lot of music that, you know, your typical metalhead would say, like, turn their nose up at, you know, like a, a real metalhead's not listening to Sleep Token. You know, like our, you know, quote unquote, real metalhead. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to put any, you know, like the, <laughs> the metal elitist, you know. Yeah, but you know, I you have to have an open mind with this kind of stuff, and 
I listen to a lot of different types of music. You listen to a lot of different types of music. So there's a place for this kind of stuff in the scene. Yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, taste at that point. I feel like this show will be a cool mix and I, I will, it'll be cool to get to explore the different, you know, like you said, hardcore with, uh, straight from the path. And then you're going to be a roller coaster a little bit. It's going to yeah. be straight from the path, then bad omens. So that's, I mean, just between those two, that's going to be, that's going to be a real interesting yeah, that'll transition. That'll be a wild change. Yeah. Cause you know, if, if the hardcore crowd does show out for straight for the, from the path, um, you know, you're going to get your hardcore dancers and all that stuff. And then, yeah, I'm not looking for bad omens, that part. <laughs> bad omens comes out and, you know, starts, starts singing to a lo-fi hip hop beat and people are going to be like, <laughs> what happened? You know, but, uh, I'm, I'm real interested to see how it goes, but that can be enough about uh, <laughs> about bad omens, but yeah, honestly, check out the record, especially if you like bands like Sleep Token and uh, Siamese Issues. Uh, North Lane does some of this stuff in their newer music. Yeah. Um, They've added some of that production, right? To their so, stuff. so definitely check it out if, if you're into that type of stuff. Um, but the next one we're gonna talk about, it's a it's a little different. Uh, you want to take this? Yeah, one? definitely. Uh, Haunted Shores uh, record Void came out. Uh, I know we did the the episode where they had just put out the single Hellfire, right? Um, and I haven't got a chance to listen to it the whole way through. I started it um, this afternoon and was listening through a, a few of the songs, um, and it it sounds pretty good. I, I it it's more Haunted Shores. Uh, I mean, I I feel like this album is definitely different than their first one. They you know their their first one was your kind of almost like periphery extension, but this definitely has, it's kind of like distinguishing itself a little. Um, they've got with hellfire, that kind of black metal inspiration. Um, but then they do have some stuff that sounds very periphery. Like, um, then that's only fangs. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a song title. Yeah, I know. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm liking it so far. I, I'll probably, uh, finish it up maybe this evening or, or tomorrow. Hopefully get a, chance to to finish listening to it but i i like what i've heard so far yeah it's uh it's definitely got the periphery flavor that's that's kind of what i really pick up on it um and uh but like you said it does distinguish itself a bit uh those guys are just nuts too like i love yeah. i love their social media presence it's so <laughs> funny to me yeah uh, and and i mean they know they're that guys. they're i mean but peripheries like that just i mean just periphery as a whole obviously these are this is two parts of periphery here but um periphery as a whole is also they're i mean look at some of their song titles and so i mean they have fun with it and then only fangs like you know rolling into the haunted <laughs> yeah. shore stuff like it, it's all it's all just that group of guys and and uh they all make great music they all have side a lot of them have side projects that are also great so it's, why would this be any different <laughs> it's it's so funny to me though with with haunted shores like the band name serious and the album name void the artwork is very like your typical metal album just, yeah just dark this looking and then gross like bloodshot wet eyeball it looks it looks very hellish and and stuff like very very metal but then they have a song only fangs and it's just kind of like <laughs> oh there's that those uh well, I mean, periphery, periphery hail stan right i just the, everything they do is just just all satire like it's yeah, just... <laughs> yeah but it's funny because like the song subject matters are usually much more serious and then they put in like sound bites, like uh, the suck my balls thing from yeah. <laughs> South Park and in, in uh, their hail stand. I forget what track that's on, but it's like, yeah, I don't end. remember either, but it's, that's yeah, they're, they're an interesting group of guys. <laughs> yeah. But. They're, they're really funny though. I, I like, 
like you said, their social media presence <laughs> is always a good uh, like me, me and... shark man comb or whatever. It was <laughs> yeah. so like that yeah. was real funny. I, I had a good time with that. They're like fake ads that they do for <laughs> stuff where like uh, is I forget it's Mish or no, it's Mark wears a Misha mask. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Those guys are great. I I also have not had an opportunity to listen to this whole record front to back. Um, I intend to do so as well. But I'm I'm real interested. Uh, just with the singles and stuff, where do you think they're they're at right now for your for your top? Um, they're they're definitely up there. Like I maybe say like without kind of looking at my list and having fully listened to it, I I'd say probably maybe like three or four. Nice. They're they're pretty high up there. Yeah. I mean, I I like all the music that they they do. I know we've talked about it numerous times, right. but yeah, I, I appreciate the fact that in this album they have such different sounds, but they still have that that periphery stuff that you know you can tell right. that it's them. But they're branching out and kind of doing their own thing, which I I enjoy. And yeah, awesome. So that's kind of it for the full records. Uh, let's roll into singles that have dropped since uh since our last our last uh discussion here so yeah uh Meshuggah keeps dropping just fire uh uh they released a single called light the shortening fuse and there was another one that they released too but let's let's uh let's oh did they re- they released yeah two? they released they've released two since the last i think one was like a lot shorter oh, um, i must have missed that one yeah and then they also dropped a freaking awesome music video I, we we shared it a, a couple times yeah um but that that was for the first single they released. I'm I'm pretty sure. But uh, like the abysmal eye, I think that was. Oh, is that the video? Yeah, that I, was, I think the video was for that. I couldn't remember. It's but, uh, it's been a busy couple of weeks and kind of oh, <laughs> losing track of stuff. Maybe but, they didn't. I I swear I saw another uh, another single. Maybe maybe I'm making stuff up. But regardless. <laughs> Uh, it just, every song they've released for this record so far, whether it's two or three, I, um, you know, it's just been crazy. Like, I honestly think like this may be an an easy early album of the year contender. And I think sort of the whole scene is sort of, is, is feeling that way. Yeah. Well, it is the, the two, the two singles, at least that I've heard, if there is a third one that I may have missed, but the, the two probably making stuff up. You just want it to be there. You will it to exist. <laughs> I, dream, I dreamed a third single. Well, hopefully it lives up to the uh, the standards you built in your in your dream. <laughs> but that that's quite the dream to have, though. Mashuga was that yeah. a, was that a stress dream or? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I feel like there's no way you could have a, a Mashuga dream and not be like running from some yeah something. But that, yeah, just it was I was in that video. That's what it was. Just, <laughs> just the video. And yeah, just running through the sand and then jumping in the pit and just dissolving into into thin air. Yeah. Yeah. That, that it, honestly, whenever I first saw the trailer for that video, I was like, this is this looks like a like a sci fi film trailer. Like it was so well done. The just yeah, all of it, the production quality, the obviously the song's solid. So, yeah, yeah, it, I, it, it was it was really cool. But yeah, um. Their their single was amazing. Uh, I had their last record, "The Violent Sleep of Reason," in my top ten list back in 2016. When I, because I still did that because, like I said, I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> Just keep on doing it. But uh, 
I honestly, the two singles that they've released so far have been better than anything on that on that record. So I have high expectations. Wow, yeah, that's that's setting the bar high. Uh, but yeah, I I like both of these these singles so far, and I'm I'm excited for this. Um, it's what early April I think is when it's supposed to drop. Yes, yeah, I uh, I regret not pre ordering it. I, I there's still time. I I still think I I can probably pre order it on on vinyl, but. Um, I regret jumping on it early. Uh, one of the earlier variants. Um, oh, so this is, so let's switch it up. So animals as leaders. I think this is where I was like, I, I had one new single written down to talk about and then realized that they released another one too before. Oh, gotcha. yeah, yeah. So that's where, I, that's where Confusing. I was in my head. I was like, Oh, there's two. So animals as leaders released a new single called Gordian knot. But they also released a new single called The Problem with Other Minds, which I don't think we discussed on the last. I think that came out after. Yeah, I think I yeah. think so. So there's, so there's two singles. Um, and we've said this before, and I'll say it again. Animals as Leaders is just a masterclass of musicianship, no matter what they release. Um, both songs were great. Uh but it's animals as leaders. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like you, you anticipate greatness when, when those, when Tos and Abasi and Javier Reyes are, are writing music. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be up there on the album of the year list. It's just, will it stand out? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I do like both Gordian knot and the problem with other minds. I think I like them better than, um, the other singles that they've, and they do put they, out. So the sound is a little bit different. I mean, um, uh, production wise it does have a slightly different vibe than just your typical animals as leaders stuff but i mean they just they just kind of like how mashuga does it different does gent different and better like than most uh animals as leaders takes that instrumental vibe to a whole different level um i think really the only reason that other bands stand out to me is just um sort of the the different guitar tone and stuff like that like bands like intervals kind of kind of work with they they kind of you get almost the vocal you know without there being vocals with the lead guitar you know what i mean like the yeah. lead guitar almost is makes the you yeah it makes you feel like there's still that type of you know like that it fills that void yeah. not that you need vocals and in instrumental music but I think it, it also, it's a different vibe when it when you get that vibe from the lead guitar. Yeah, and I think Aaron Marshall, like he plays a lot of like higher notes, like he goes, you know, up on the the neck right, and like yeah, and, he kind of gets that just like thumping and just oh, yeah, which I love though. So it's like it's it's tough, it's tough, but I don't know. It, it would be cool to have like, and maybe they've done this, and I'm just not aware, but having like Aaron Marshall featured on. And animals as leaders. That would be cool. I don't. I don't think it's happened. Or, or vice cool. versa, have Tosin on an intervals track. I feel like that'd be a cool sound having it like Tosin's cool, yeah. thumping stuff, and like the very percussive sound, and then having Aaron Marshall's like shred yeah. stuff that he does. His guitar tone might be like my favorite in progressive Aaron? instrumental. Yeah. Yeah. I, he is. Like uh, I, I love awesome. his guitar tone. It just so like bright and clean, and I don't know, just so just happy <laughs> yeah it's weirdly happy and <laughs> it's weird to talk about like oh it makes me so happy and like <laughs> in metal music but you know it's 
It's true. I'm not making it up. It's it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. He... Uh, but that that whole record comes out soon. The Animals as Leaders record. So that comes out in like, what, like two weeks? The, tw- the 25th of March it drops? Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was like the last. Yeah. Last so, and March. they just keep dropping vinyl variants and they keep selling out immediately. <laughs> so I'm just going to wait for the retail and. Well, I'm going to wait to hear the album and then if if it uh, if, if I vibe it. with it, I'll I'll uh, I'll probably snatch up that retail variant. But yeah, th- that's the problem I have with with vinyl is I'm always like, oh, well, I want to make sure I like the album first, but then it's too late usually at that point, And then you have to buy it from someone trying to resell it for twice the cost. Right. I'm like, oh, I should have just bought it because <laughs> most of the time I do end up liking the record and then kicking myself for not having bought it. But yeah, there's all they typically always repress stuff, too. So, that's, yeah, if it's a if it's a record that I really want on vinyl, I'll I'll wait for the repress as opposed to paying yeah, somebody a pay- hundred bucks for for a record i know well what did you you just bought i just language. bought language to the contortionist <laughs> language i paid like 50 bucks to get it on ebay it was still sealed though that's which that's is pretty solid. awesome and you got it was like one of the cooler variants yeah too. it was like uh almost like not quite orange but not quite yellow like somewhere kind of in between yeah. it had sort of like a, a marbly swirl in it yeah it was, it was pretty cool looking uh and i mean i didn't really care so much about the variant as much as i just wanted to have that album on right, vinyl right because yeah. it's like one of my favorites and uh i haven't listened to it in a while so getting it on vinyl and listening to it was was quite an awesome experience so yeah my most recent like kick myself in the in the butt for not buying uh the vinyl when it was available to me um uh, between the bear to me is silent circus uh it's the only between the bear to me record i didn't have on vinyl and uh for a while they had a variant on amazon for like 18 bucks free shipping oh geez and i was like why didn't i ever buy this and uh so i was like i know what now i'm gonna do it you know we've been talking about between the bear to me uh and i was just like i'm I'm gonna just do it i'm gonna pull the trigger and i went and it was sold out so i was like damn and we were uh my wife and i were in uh frederick maryland and we went to a couple of, oh, that's a cool story. Um, <laughs> so when we were in Frederick, Sidebar. Maryland, well, we went to a couple uh, record shops while we were down there, um, just walking around. We were hitting breweries, hitting record shops, whatever. That's what we do. We're, you know, really cool people. Um, <laughs> no, we are. But uh, <laughs> so uh, we walk into this record shop and there's a copy of silent circus and I, well, we were both digging through whatever, just looking at stuff. And my wife actually pulled it out and was like, Hey, like this is a band. This is that band you like one of those bands you like. And I was like, yeah, of course she's not as much of a fan. Um, (laughs) But still the fact that she's not as much of a fan and still pulled that and was like, Hey, you know, this is probably something you want was pretty cool. But um, I was like, no, like they have it cheaper on Amazon and I didn't buy it. And uh, so I did buy a record and uh it was a from first to last record that i bought um was it the one with uh spencer is this no it wasn't it was the uh dear diary my teen angst has a body count oh okay which is yeah Yeah. so man that was a bad choice i mean (laughs) not that that's a bad album but i i should have yeah i should but i my in my head i was like so the the silent circus record was 25 bucks 
and on Amazon mm-hmm. it was eighteen bucks. Yeah, so I was so like, oh, I could just. I, why would I buy that now? I could. I mean, support small businesses and record shops and whatever. But this none of this is the cool part of the story. <laughs> so I take the record that I'm gonna buy, which is that from first to last record, up to the register, and I hand it to the guy, and he's like, oh, we toured with this band, and I was like, oh, really? What band are you in? Uh, or and he's like, uh, Darkest Hour. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, like deliver us darkest hour. And he's like, yeah, you've heard of us. I was like, shit. Yeah, I've heard of you. Like, I was like, that's one of my favorite records of all time. And, uh, I didn't know like what to do in that moment. Cause I never like, like you go to, Fanboy you go hard. to shows and like you meet bands there and that's like, you're supposed to like meet band. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's know, like you have out the of their and element. And like kinda. you see them out and like you react a little differently than like, not expecting to see somebody like that in a record shop. Well, yeah. Also, it would be like if they were touring and they just like right. stopped in. Because I know uh, BT Bam, um, they're, I'm blanking out his name, the bassist. What is Dan? Dan Briggs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, is it Riggs? <laughs> Dan Briggs. <laughs> yeah, Dan Briggs. And I know he likes the uh, the attic record shop in yeah it's like one of his favorite i've seen him post about it and stuff and they always store. like keep bt bam records stocked that's why they need to come that... back to freaking pittsburgh like they, they they just another freaking tangent but they they skipped pittsburgh on their like last two tours or whatever because they've been going to like like uh harrisburg the, like harrisburg central pa and then like yeah and like eastern pa but they're skipping western pa like come yeah. on no like, love for every time every time they come to smalls the show sells out like i don't understand well, why except for uh except for one well no so like so you were talking about that photo right and i yeah. looked it up that was just like the meet and greet photo oh really yeah so those were just huh. the people that that paid for the meet and greet oh okay yeah i didn't so even the know show, that there was a meet and greet yeah option. there was a meet and greet option oh okay yeah so that's all that was that makes sense because i because i was like there's no way that only like 12 people showed up to this show <laughs> well i just but, like, we like, both had tickets and weren't able to go or yeah. i did you have a ticket as well yeah 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 so we both bought tickets and then weren't able to go because it just kept getting rescheduled but yeah um but anyways it was the it was the uh bass player for darkest hour and it was his record shop wow that's cool so, so that was really cool they're all from like the DC, like Maryland, like greater DC area. So, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So it was, it was really that. cool to, to have that happen. But yeah, anyways, so wow, yeah, How huge, get... huge tangent. <laughs> but, um, uh, the last single that got released that we wanted to talk about, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite bands, uh, Coheed and Cambria dropped a single called the liars club. Um, this was probably one of the, you know, like the poppy side of Coheed. That's uh, a poppier Coheed single, which they do that. I mean, they're very diverse yeah. in the in the music they release. There's like prog heed, pop heed, and just you're like sort of straight down the middle, like almost like alt rock type Coheed. Um, and this was definitely a pop heed track. Uh, it's not my favorite. Um, it's not my favorite of the singles they've released leading up to this new record. But, uh, you know, it's 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 still Coheed. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I I like the I mean, I know um, there's like a couple pages that I am on, like on Facebook and and stuff for for Coheed stuff. And someone was like, uh, please don't kick me out of the group. But uh, I actually really enjoyed the Liars Club. And there were a bunch of people that commented of like, why would we kick you out? Like, I like the song, too. And and stuff. And it was 
I just thought it was funny. It's like, do people not like this song? And I mean, I can understand if they don't like it as much as some other stuff because it is more poppy. But I don't know. I think it was a fun song. And uh, if you look at any Coheed record, there's a song like that. Yeah. You know, like it's it's just it's if if you've never heard Favor House Atlantic, if you never heard like, oh I mean, God, Blood I Red Summer, like there's songs that just are poppier or have like a slightly poppier vibe. And that's just kind of how they have always operated. But that's also why they have such a wide sort of, you know, net for fans, too. Right. Like there are people that came in because they liked Favor House. There's that huge group of people that came in because welcome home is a thing, you know, but then yeah. there's people who gravitate towards the willing wells and like the proggy stuff, gravity's union, stuff like that. So, um, there's something for everybody with Coheed and this is definitely for the, uh, the pop heed fans for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe my, I'm just like less, uh, have a less distinguishing taste, but I find it hard to like, I don't know to not find something to enjoy in pretty much every Coheed song. Like I know, um, I, I'm a fan of, uh, color before the sun and, <laughs> and that seems like it's generally people's like one of their least favorite Coheed albums, but it's probably like one of my top three. Wow. <laughs> so I know I, I can't wait uh, to do I'm like, a, weird. we're, we're going to do a Coheed episode at one point. And, uh, so that's definitely going to come and I can't wait to have that conversation because <laughs> if, if color before the sun is in your top three, when records like good Apollo one and in keeping secrets I feel and like, second stage. And honestly, yeah. even Vaxis one was really good. The Afterman records. They're also like, good. And that's why it's hard. To, <laughs> and that's why it's hard to pick. It's going to be, it's, that's going to be a fun, that's going to be a fun uh, episode when we do that. Yeah. I, uh, we're going to, we're going to hold off, especially <laughs> until Vaxis two comes. I talk, we talk about Coheed, Coheed in almost every episode. So we definitely need to just like purge it from our system. Um, <laughs> Get the Coheed out. <laughs> and then I think a good t- I think a good time to do that is is sort of after the new record drops. And that way, you know, we talk about the new record, we talk about all of it, and we purge it from our system. And then like you only can never when, pur- purge the Coheed. <laughs> only, only when new Coheed things come up, then you know, or when we're comparing them to stuff which might or comparing you know, things to no it. Yeah, <laughs> it's still gonna happen every episode. Whatever. Which we should still we should still have that episode happen. But yeah, no, I anyways, agree. yeah, that Coheed single, The Liars Club, uh Pretty solid new record coming out, I think, in May, end of May, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. like May 26th. Yeah, 27th, something like that. Somewhere. So um, keep Just an eye out for, for that. Box set. <laughs> I'm so I, excited for it. I know. I can't. You didn't snatch the you didn't snatch up the vinyl, though. No, I didn't. The uh, the the trip to Disney really. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that uh, that hurts. it was fun, but that hurts the wallet. We, for yeah, sure. we got a. People, people out there, all the all the Coheed collectors are like, Coheed hurts the wallet. And take one trip to Disney, and yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is uh, when you when you like both, right? Yeah, <laughs> you got to pick. It's a dangerous. dangerous do I need mix. Do I need the gold plated Mickey ears or or the Coheed box set? Which no, which I one? Want, the, the droid building is the. Oh, uh, the droid Star Wars land, so cool. Yeah. Um, that was another <laughs> tangent. So we're uh, we're getting real off topic. Right, today. So let's transition into some announcements. Um, uh, new, there's a new monument single that's dropping. So whenever they released that artwork, I was like, is that another like record or an EP or something? Like they announced that they have a new record coming out in April 15th called In Stasis. But yeah. then did you see them drop like the it's, it's like, like false prophet? Yeah, it's like a castle. And I yeah. was like, is that the album artwork for In Stasis? And then it said false providence, and I was like. 
did they change the album name? Because it's always been like it's like yeah, I was confused. The Amanusis and Gnosis and whatever, like all those weird <laughs> hard to pronounce sisses, words. Na- yeah, whatever. Um, so when I saw that, I was like, "That's not the record name, but it's just a single. It's coming out March sixteenth, which it's is weird that just they a had, few days from now." It's it's weird that they had artwork designed for just a lot of bands do that. Um, yeah, I guess that's I guess that's true. But that looked like a, that would have been a really cool like yeah. album cover not just like a single so that i mean that artwork was sweet but uh regardless i'm really excited to hear that mick gordon's gonna be on it again he's been on every single that they've dropped since uh ollie left so it's like our theory is this mick gonna gordon. be like uh like the sergio vega situation he's just gonna be he's gonna be playing guitar but not an official member of the band is that how is at that least how it's like every go? track says featuring mick gordon like he's getting yeah you know he's getting the credit oh yeah it. he's getting the credit i I mean, hopefully, maybe he'll just become part of the band. At this That'd be point. awesome. Like, I would imagine. I don't know. Like you say that, but then it's like you have bands that have musicians that fill in for you know people who have left and then just record the record and then go on their way. I mean, yeah, uh, that's true. Coheed and Cambria did that on drums uh, for No World for Tomorrow. Uh, uh, Taylor, the drummer from uh, uh, from Foo Fighters. Fighters. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. You, I didn't know that when you when you yeah. told me. I was... So I mean, you know, the bands do that, whatever. But uh, I don't know. It's it, it, Cardinal Red was such a great single. Like, yeah, that's. I have I have some high hopes for this record. I honestly think that you know we're we were talking about Mashuga earlier. Like this this has a chance to to be up there as well. Of new music this year. Aside from that fit for an autopsy album, how does that how that's that was a question I was going to ask is how does that single like this single Cardinal Red like compared to that record? Like, do you think that if Monuments releases a record that sort of holds a candle to that single, are they going to surpass fit for an autopsy's record for Uh, you? I probably because I think uh, Cardinal Red is it's probably my favorite track so far of all the singles and albums that have been put out. But, you know, obviously that's one song against the whole uh, Fit for an Autopsy album. So I'd have to wait and see kind of how the whole album shapes up. But if they have a, you know, similar similar sound for their the rest of the the album, then it definitely would be a uh, strong contender to surpass Fit for an Autopsy. Yeah, I'm excited to hear False Providence. I, uh... I think that'll give us kind of a good idea of, of how they're going to, yeah, cause that'd how be consistent the, they're going to be. That'll be number third three, one? maybe four. That As Lavos. The, yeah. And then whether that's going to be on the album. Right. Or no? I, I feel like it is. They, there's probably a track list out there for the record at this point, since it's announced and it's coming out. Uh, yeah, I guess it's April only like 15th, a month away. So there's probably a track list. I mean, we already have a track list for the Coheed record and that's coming out in May. So that's true. Well, they also like, kind of leaked it and like oh well, yeah well they the photo and so the track list was always out there but what they leaked was that the, the last D. the last song is actually like six it's gonna be songs? like a suite yeah yeah I, I, don't, I don't yeah i think it's six i think that's what it was six songs something like that yeah um so that's awesome because that's always for me the best part of any coheed record is when like the willing well suite is in my opinion one of the greatest like prog rock suites of music um but then there's the uh what is it the camper valerium on in keeping secrets and yeah the, the those complete and yeah those the suites of of coheed songs always seem to be 
some of the stronger ones on on their album. So that is pretty exciting that they're gonna yeah. have that. Hopefully they key entity extraction it. in the Afterman records, all great songs. So yeah, it's 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 interesting. Uh that's I'm I'm excited to see. Cause like they said too, you know, they're gonna test the fan base, but I need to stop talking about Coheed. Next. <laughs> um <laughs> so uh, another announcement, Haken uh has finished recording a single for an upcoming record uh we had talked about them previously and whether or not they would be dropping new music soon that seems like the case um because they they brought their uh original keyboardist back into the band and um so and they they had said yeah they had said that they were you know excited to sort of get in the studio and yeah, so it's going to be a song called Nightingale. They actually have a fan art contest going on right now. That's cool. If you, you just based on the name without even hearing the song, um, if you wanted to design some kind of like cover art related to that song and submit it, uh, I, I don't know what they're giving away or anything like that, but it, it's got to be something cool. So, yeah, that- uh, if you're an artist, maybe jump on that if you're a fan of Haken too. So, if you're not a fan and you want to win the prize and send it to me, uh, I wouldn't turn it down. Uh, <laughs> but I'd be uh, happy to accept your donation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that's you know that's that's pretty cool. I'm excited to hear New Haken. Their music is great. They're uh, going on tour with Symphony X, or they're already on tour with Symphony X. Um, oh. One of those things. One of those two. So, uh, I mean, if if they're coming near you, definitely go check them out. They're amazing live. Um, I've never seen Symphony X live. I'm not a major Symphony X fan. I did listen to them a little bit, um, just kind of secondhand through some kids I grew up with who who listened to them. So, yeah, that's similar to me. I don't have a lot of experience with with them having listened to them, but I, I'm sure I've heard stuff from yeah, friends sure. listening to for it. Sure. But it's not a band that I've listened to a lot of. Yeah. And uh, one more announcement I'll bring up um, that I don't actually have on my list here, but I saw it recently is Covet is in the studio. Ooh, uh, I'm a big Yvette Young fan. Um, yeah. Big fan of Covet as well. Uh, last time I saw Covet live, I was like a foot from Yvette Young, like <laughs> while while she just did her guitar wizardry. So uh, in the basement of a bar in Lawrenceville, if anybody's from the greater Pittsburgh area. Um <laughs> So that was a really cool uh, concert experience. That was with uh, Jason Richardson and Polyphia as well. Oh, wow. That's so a, that's very a cool like mix. a guitar masterclass for sure. Luke yeah. Holland playing drums for uh, for Jason Richardson. Wow. So very, very it's cool. Like, it's like YouTube stars plus a bit young. <laughs> yes. Yes. But that was uh, that was awesome. So, yeah. So definitely keep an eye out for that for new new covet. That's going to be sweet. I've seen. That's awesome. I I didn't see that. Yeah, but that's I've seen exciting. her. I've seen her post some snippets of like new stuff that she writes all the time. I mean, she's always on Instagram. I feel. Like, yeah, I always see stuff. her like noodling yeah. around like this little bit that right. I. Yeah, like still trying piece. trying to relearn this crazy guitar part I wrote, and she's just so talented. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm I'm real excited to see uh, what comes out of that, but. Yeah, um, that's kind of like new music announcements. Now we have a couple tour announcements as well. One we sort of started to talk about, and here we go again. So, <laughs> so Coheed uh, announced a tour with Dance Gavin Dance and Mothica. So that's this is the reason why I listen to Dance Gavin Dance's discography, by the way, because yeah. having I you know we bought tickets to the show, and uh, I'm not gonna like I've 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 seen Dance Gavin Dance before and left in the middle of the set. 
Oh, which, wow. Yeah, I just... That's even more surprising that you ranked them as high <laughs> as you did if you left in the middle. I wouldn't... Yeah. I, it would take a lot for me to leave a show that I paid. Yeah, they... So I went to see The Contortionist. Um, oh, they toured with The Contortionist? Yeah, huh. so it was, uh, it was Good Tiger, Hail the Sun, The Contortionist... Wow, you were probably not having a good dance, time. And Dance, and Dance. So... Uh, good tiger. Yeah. I've, I've mentioned before. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan, but honestly, some of their songs are great. I, I, and hail the sun. That was actually my introduction to hail the sun. And, uh, so I had not listened to them before and actually really liked their live set. Um, and that was, that was back when, uh, Donovan like almost, exclusively played drums and sang like he now a, a lot of times he'll like play drums for a couple songs but he'll get up and he'll just like sing like he won't someone else like plays drums oh okay um so it was really cool to see that um and i I was actually a fan uh that, that kind of like made a fan out of me then hearing some of their music gave me good tiger vibes yeah, uh, they so are I, very good so I don't listen. Sound. I don't listen to them as much, but uh, I do like their music. And then yeah, but I went for the contortionist. Yeah, and then Dance Gavin Dance was headlining. So oh, the dance that makes sense that they were the headliner. So when yeah, I, I left like in the middle of their set, which <laughs> I'm not gonna do. I'm I, I can't because Coheed's headlining. But even if Dance Gavin Dance was headlining, I'm I'm not. I was I'm sticking it out. I think uh, I think I have a new perspective. I need to listen to, I've never, I had never heard of Mothica and I was so surprised when I looked. Yeah. Looked that's up that's the weirdest part. Like that, she, that she's the opening act or I would assume the opening act she is, yes. and she has more monthly listeners than Coheed and dance Gavin dance combined. I was just like, how is this happening? I, this I'm no also, sense. yeah, I'm intrigued by that. I'm interested to see like sort of, I want to know her origin story, like where she like, you know, if she came up in the same sort of vein as Poppy, for example. Okay, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like Poppy garnered her following, like doing weird ass YouTube videos where she's just like, "I'm Poppy," like in the in the just so freaking weird. Um, <laughs> and her music is equally weird and creepy. But uh, I listened to a little bit of Mothic. Like, but but anyways, if if that's how she came up, yeah, then I can understand the monthly listener count, but. I listened to a little bit of her music and it's not as weird as poppy stuff. So I was happy to see that. Um, yeah, I feel like some of it gave me Billie Eilish vibes, hmm. which I'm a fan of Billie Eilish. So it doesn't seem like it fits this tour. Well, but who knows? Maybe the new album. I mean, Kohe did say it was going to test the fan base. So it's half the records featuring Mothica and Poppy. <laughs> um, they just they're just a Poppy cover band. Now. <laughs> oh, man, that would be my, <laughs> sad would be day my for you. Nightmare. Um, this is my nightmare. <laughs> I did have tickets to a Poppy concert. Oh, really? Yeah, they were opening for uh, Deftones and Gojira. Oh. Wow, what a yeah, weird show. Yeah, so that tour got canceled, and whenever they rebuild it, uh, Poppy fell off. So now it's like Deftones, Gojira, and somebody else. Huh. Which I still want to go to that show. Like, I love Gojira. Yeah, Gojira's <laughs> awesome. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fine with Deftones, and my wife likes Deftones, so like... Yeah, Deftones is cool. I, I like them. They're definitely like a good kind of like, if you don't know what to listen to, it's like you can't really go wrong with throwing on some Deftones. Right. And I feel like they're one of those bands that, you know, even if 
the people you're hanging out with aren't super into into metal is like I, f- I feel like most deftones is approachable that you could put it on and no one's going to be like turn that off <laughs> you know I, I feel like they're they're a good kind of like compromise band that's like everyone here will at least enjoy part of of deftones yeah for sure for sure i uh i never got big into deftones but um i mean i always had an appreciation for for their music so yeah, I, I actually had a couple of their records on on vinyl, and, oh, really? and I did end up selling them. And oh, uh, man. my wife likes Deftones, so I kind of got a lot of shit for for getting rid of them. I was like, "You don't even listen to vinyl, anyways." She's like, "Well, it's because you don't have any records I want to listen to. You sell them all, so uh, whatever." <laughs> Heated. Yeah, I I I don't sell vinyl anymore. Um, <laughs> you learned your lesson. <laughs> yeah, but um, so another tour. Uh, that was announced recently. This one was actually only announced a couple of days ago. So, uh, Vale of Maya and Born of Osiris are doing a co-headline tour. Oh, um, they're going on tour like with cool. uh, Victims, Hunt the Dinosaur. I cannot read these other ones. Jinx, it looks like, is one, and <laughs> Slay Squad, Slay Squad. Wow, huh. I've never heard of. Never, I've no. heard of Victims. The other three I've not yeah, heard, heard of, but Born of Osiris and Veil vale of Maya had co-headline tour. Um, they those are bands that kind of came up around the same time. I mean, Common Man's Collapse and uh, oh, what's what's Born of Osiris's early like with Bow Down or whatever. What the heck is? Oh that? yeah, but I, like they they came they came up around the same time. I was definitely listening to both of those bands around the same time. So that's kind of a cool like nostalgia tour for me. But also Veil of Maya still makes good music. Born of Osiris uh, still makes good music, or at least their most recent record was pretty solid. So yeah, I, some some Born of Osiris stuff. <sighs> I appreciate, like, I mean, they're definitely talented for sure, but some of the, like, that kind of epic keyboard stuff, that... Oh, like that, that Winds of, of Plague style yeah, stuff? Oh, yeah, some of that sometimes it just, like, kind of takes me out of it. I mean, they're, they're so talented, but it just, I don't know, something about that sound for me is just kind of like that epic They released a that, record last year? Well, shit. Wow. So... That's I, a uh, I guess hole I, in our yeah. So I guess review. I can't uh, I can't vouch for the most recent record because I did not listen to it. It's called Angel or Alien. I'm gonna have to check that out. But huh. um, I am I missed that one too. Yeah, wow, that was completely off my radar. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that should be an interesting tour. Um, depending on where it's gonna be at, I definitely would see them. My wife likes Vale Maya. Yeah, did they say is it a U.S. tour? It is a U.S. tour. Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually just I just had that poster up because I was trying to decipher the band names. Uh, it is a U.S. tour. They are not coming local. They're going to Harrisburg. What the heck? <laughs> what ha- what is happening in Harrisburg that we don't know about? Is it just I guess we need to move now? Jeez, we need to move. But uh, yeah, it's- that tour's kicking off in uh, April. Uh, oh, cool. in Portland, Oregon, and then. Uh, They're making their way eastward. Yeah. It's going to go through uh, May, the end of May. So, so like, what, a month and a half? Yep. So, should hmm. be uh, should be a solid tour. I definitely would catch it if it uh, was coming a little closer, but I'm not going to drive four hours to Harrisburg for that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they were coming, I, like, I would... 
I would go and, and see that. Just I, I like Vale of Maya a lot. And yeah. I, and like I said, I, I do enjoy uh Board of Osiris. There's just some songs where like the, the keyboard gets a little too too epic and I'm like, all right. <laughs> Is uh, Veil of Maya dropping any new music? They dropped that single, the Outrun or whatever. Like that. Oh was yeah, what? with the uh, the riff that's like yeah, the, uh, Trooper from. Yep. It Iron literally Maiden. sounds like the true. It is the Trooper. It's like, in, in it, like a different uh, tuning. Yeah, it's like, uh, and then they've they've got like a different guitar tone a little yeah. bit. It's like more modern yeah. metal tone, but it has that same. Like, Which the Trooper is such a good song too. So yeah. I mean, why not try to rip that off? It was so funny because like I heard it and it was like, why do I know this? And then I you you yeah, text me and be like, like what did you think the about trooper. this? <laughs> yeah, and then you sent me the link and I'm like, oh my god, that's what it was. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't. Yeah, I that think was because so it's sandwiched crazy. into very Veil of Maya sounding stuff, and right. then there's that one little segment there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, I I would like to get a new record from them this year. I, hopefully they're they're due for one. Their last record came out in what 2017 oh yeah there's false idol so that was like and that was a great record my like i said my wife likes fail my and she used to bump that record like on the way to work so (laughs) um we actually went to uh we saw them with intervals um did she like and Cryptodira? New Veil of Maya, yeah, or, or she like liked, original? No, New Veil of Maya. She okay. like yeah. I honestly, I, that makes more false sense. False Idol might have been her first introduction to Veil of Maya. Okay, that makes more sense because yeah. I was gonna say if it's the um, like the Common Man's Collapse, like yeah, old like, school. Yeah, like, like the first. It's not safe to swim today. Yeah, I love that song, dude. That, that song, song is really so good. good. That's why I was like, I can't. I just couldn't <laughs> picture her enjoying that song no no but she yeah she liked the newer stuff uh yeah like the the false idol record she was a fan of um it is crazy how much vale maya sound has changed they're yeah, one of those bands well, it's, it's a different it's a different vocalist yeah but i just so, mean like i mean that that's a, i mean look at uh contortionist with with uh mike lessard i mean that they made a pretty solid change yeah there too they still like they had the cleans you Lester know, does like, the old old school contortionist sound well too. It's yeah. just kind of it's probably not the progression because of Lesser and more the progression of the band as a whole. Yeah, because I mean, between the Barry to me went through a similar progression as well, which a lot. I mean, in certain aspects. I mean, look at That's look true, at Colors yeah. versus. I mean, like Desert of Song on Great Mister Act. You know what I mean? Like stuff like I mean. Yeah. And then coma, coma ecliptic sound. I'm, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about this. At <laughs> We're some starting other. another episode. Yeah. <laughs> but um, basically the the point is, you know, sometimes it's not just the vocalist vocalist change that causes the band's transition yeah. to a new sound, as much as it is just progression of that band. Yeah. And so it's, it is just like not only is it their their vocals that change, but just their sound in general. Yeah. Like, they're much more. They, like they're not softer necessarily, but like no, with the clean they have vocals, a lot more clean vocals. Yeah. And then like even the guitar is not quite as like you know just filthy chuggy yeah. like as it used to be. It was just like they've got some like cl- like cleaner sounding lead tones. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not it's, not everything's just over distorted jumbled. Yeah, nonsense. yeah. They've, it's just they which, have some cleaner sounding lead tones. And I I think I mean maybe some people would disagree, but I I think the progression is good and like I I like the way that they've they've taken the band and because yeah. i mean I feel we're just like, getting softer in our old age that's yeah, that's all it true. is yeah we're... that's all it is <laughs> <laughs> 
you kids and your down-tuned <laughs> instruments. Uh, yeah, except for uh, we well, just were talking like, about how we like Meshuggah. And but, I, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, <laughs> we, we, we just like a bigger array of music now in our old age, apparently. But yeah, honestly, I, I mean, a lot of the new bands coming out, like a lot of the younger bands are <laughs> bands. Sound, I know we like sound old older. Sh- yeah, whatever. But like, I'm just saying like, like new, new bands into the scene are taking on, like how we were talking about Bad Omens earlier, taking on that sort of like almost pop sounding production like approach yeah while like while still sort of trying to do like the metal back end like a lot of bands are doing that like it's not every band there's still like bands that come out and still want to do like traditional hardcore sound traditional you know deathcore sound traditional just metal in general sound yeah but a, a lot of the new bands i just i just see music trending that way and that's why i'm trying to be more open to it like because <laughs> even bands that i love are adapting that in some capacity yeah you don't want to be like oh well i'm done listening to new music <laughs> now i just will right. listen to these albums i forever. mean like I not hate, that there's anything wrong right with that, and but. i hate that i keep going back to coheed but like the overproduction on Year of the Black Rainbow was like one of the things that made me turn my nose up like <laughs> at it in general. And now this new record looks like it's trending towards like a lot of production similar to that record. And I don't they made that disclaimer for you. <laughs> and I and I don't I don't hate it as much as I did on that on Year of the Black Rainbow. So it's almost like and I have gone back and listened to it, but maybe not enough to like give that record another shot. Um, we but... can do that in our Kohi episode. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But um, but yeah, it's there's there's just more of that production quality transitioning into heavier music. So, uh, just gotta be open to it, I guess. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing with with progressive music is being willing and and open to you know, the, the change and progression of music. Right. For so sure. I think that's just kind of a part of the, the genre as a whole is like, it changes, get used to it. Right. And, and these bands, you know, they want to continue to make a living making music. And, you know, part of that is garnering new fans. And sometimes to garner yeah. new fans, you have to sort of, you know, play along with, with the way music is trending. So I, I yeah. get it. Yeah, it makes sense. But anyways, so I don't know. I think that kind of kind of wraps up uh, what, all we wanted to talk about on this episode. Um, you know, as always, definitely reach out to us on our social medias. Uh, Twitter is at ProgGentPod and Instagram. Just look up Progressive Gentleman. Um, thank you so much uh, for listening. Um, yeah, and if you could check out uh, whenever you listen to the the podcast, if you could rate us on the the service that you you listen to, uh, any you know stars, whatever they use on your platform of choice, uh, it helps kind of get us discovered, so you know more people can can see us, and you know we can get on some charts. So that's much appreciated. Absolutely, yeah. Like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. You know, all those all those cool social media people say at the end of their their <laughs> yeah. videos Plugs. and podcasts. But but yeah, no, we really appreciate all the support we've gotten so far, and uh, we're hoping to continue to grow. So uh, anything you guys can do to help uh, is definitely appreciated on our end. But as always, thanks again, and uh, look forward to communicating with you guys soon. Thank you. <laughs>